So, welcome to the 100th episode of the Nine Hertz Podcast. We were just chatting off air, and we think that there's been just over 60 uh, of these new release ones, and there's about 35-ish of the uh, sort of um, interview ones, and maybe ones we've done solos or lists. So, we're glad to have got to 100. It's, it's a nice round number, um, and I think we'll be doing this like new release podcast for a long time to come. I think it's, um, it's proven to be the highlight of both our weeks, I'm sure, isn't it, Pete? Oh, yeah. So, well, yeah, in lockdown. That's all you think about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, like we're saying off air again, it's, it's so apt to um, start with one of our favourite bands, Thou, uh, and their latest collaboration, which is with Emma Ruth Rundle. Um, absolutely brilliant uh, pairing. I mean, Thou do it quite a lot, don't they? And, you know, it's become almost like a fashion for heavier bands to sort of do these collaborations. But this one's pretty special, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think I read it was um, it was something encouraged by Walter from Roadburn. You know, it was one of the curated sets, um, and the label Sacred Bones. I think it is that they've done um, similar things. You know, these pairings of bands together, and as ever with collaborations, you don't quite know what's going to come out. Is it going to be more one band or the other? Is it going to be you know just intrigue over you know great songs and. This is amazing. We, we, you know, the album's out on the thirtieth of October, but this song's pre-released. I'd listened to it when it came out. You know, this is a really amazing track. There's another one as well, which is, um, which is beautiful. And then we, 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 you know, very gratefully received the promo for the album. So I had that on this week, and it just blew me away. The whole thing is, it's album of the year level stuff for me. I mean, they are my favorite. You know, probably my favorite band. And wow, um, I think picking. You know, we were saying, like, should we have done something special for the 100th? And I think we just enjoy doing this new release one. I think the fact that we get to expose bands, you know, particularly the smaller bands, the fact that we do this, you know, like, there's so much coming out. I think it felt right just to carry on as normal. Yeah, but no, no the, uh, occasion, really, is it? It's just, no, and, and yeah. I think, but, like, in my head, just for me, picking Dow and uh, putting them on first, that's our little thing, you know. Here's a, a this time yeah. we love, yeah. And this is our kind of special thing, you know. Because maybe we should have waited a week or two until the, the album comes out. But like I said, it's a pre-release. Yeah. It's a stunning album. It's so good. Yeah, the, the kind of the you'd think it was such a massive contrast between you know the the two elements, you know, the kind of the post-rock folk of Emma Ruth Rundle and you know the sludge of there, but. Um, they, they weld it together so so well it, it makes thou that kind of gives a vulnerability to them it gives a heaviness to the turn of Rundle. it but it, it feels like one band it just feels perfect and like i said that the whole album all seven tracks of it are amazing um it, just everything you could hope for yeah i think this is on par if not better than the um court of luna um collaboration they did with julie christmas it's got that same kind of um, like synchronicity to it, and it, you just wonder why they haven't got together before. It, it's that good. Yeah. Um, just yeah, really, really impressed by this uh, track. So I'm gonna uh, track down the full release. Uh, it comes out on my birthday, so you know, it's the nice, <laughs> nice time in there. Um, so yeah, we played Ancestral Recall, but like, um, you should probably go and check out uh, the rest of the record when it comes out in a few weeks. Uh, called May Our Chambers Be Full. Um, you can obviously get this via thou.bandcamp.com. I presume you can get it on Emma Ruth Rundles as well. Um, they've sold out of quite a lot of the um, sort of one-off presses like black and purple vinyl, but um, you can still order the um, CD and the uh, sort of standard vinyl edition. So 
be quick if you if you want a bit of that. So absolutely amazing, love it. Um, so yeah, we've got as ever we've got nine tracks to to sort of get through to sort of um, put in front of you this week. And again, I think we picked some really amazing stuff. Um, talking of which, this next band kind of just blew me away last week. So um, Chris French, who sort of manages a lot of bands and does PR for a lot of bands, is in a band called Advira. Um, sort of just put this up, I think, just last week. Um, one track. Um, seemingly, I, I thought they were a new, uh, a new band, but I think they put a demo out earlier in the year. Uh, they're called Vacuous, uh, and they've got an album coming out called Catabasis. Um, and yeah, this this track, Unmarked Grave, we're going to play is just like brutal, isn't it, Pete? It is, yeah. And it's another one we were lucky enough to get the, the album sent through. And it just, you know, from out of nowhere, I think they're from London, aren't they? And it just feels yeah. like, it just, it's just this amazing kind of just guttural, headfirst, grimy death metal, you know, real goes at it. And um, I just blew me away like you say it was uh from out of nowhere it's, it's kind of got a bit of like you know that slimy finished uh, death metal it's got it's bolt thrower elements in there yeah. it's a bit crusty slimy it's all you know the best elements of death metal in a demo which is how death metal should be everything about it you know on a great label which is the fed label um yeah it's so good and another one you've got to listen to the whole release yeah definitely um I mean, this this one track just blew my head off, and yeah, um, the rest of the release just sounds as good. Um, it's just exciting, and I think that's what death metal should be these days. It, it should be something which makes you sit up and go, bloody hell, like that's incredible. So yeah, it just ticks all the boxes for us, I think. So yeah, we're just going to play this, I think. It's uh, Unmarked Grave uh, by Vacuous, and you can get this at vacuousdeath.bandcamp.com.
sometimes um, we pick bands that um, the other one might not have heard of uh, or, you know, hasn't heard of for a long time. And that's the case with this next one. So, Pete, you've picked a band that have kind of taken me all, all the way back to, like, late 90s. So this is Sons of Otis we're going to talk about next. Um, amazing band from Canada. Um, I, I honestly, like, had to recall what they sounded like um, from back in the day. I kind of thought, did they always sound this psychedelic? Did they always sound this trippy? And, yeah, they did. Like yeah. quite, quite simply, <laughs> but yeah, it's really exciting release again. Just like really made me sit up and listen. I, I absolutely love this. Listen to this on a very long walk at the weekend, and it just suited the uh, the sort of British autumn very very well. Yeah, that sounds perfect actually. The um, the band I got into, you know, in the late nineties when I was you know first getting into stoner, um, and I think a, a, a friend, if I remember, Linda Daniel from London, who oh, yeah. kind of was a who. Um, propped up the stoner scene, you know, in the UK for many years. I think she sent me a copy of Temple Ball, which is one of the, you know, one of the the, um, the famous albums from back then, which is an amazing album. Still listen to it, you know, to this day. And uh, I haven't heard them for a while, you know, to, to be honest. Uh, and then I heard they were coming back, you know, heard, you know, saw a bit of press about it. And you never know with bands returning after, you know, particularly ones have been around so long. Can they still maintain the level? You know, it's, are they still relevant? Is it still, you know, all those questions. And then you listen to this and it's, it's amazing. You know, it really is. And um, it's got me going back and listening again, a bit like you saying, like, it's, it's a, the, I think what surprises about them, because it was so linked to the stoner scene, you know, the, of that time, of the late 90s. They were on Man's Ruin, you know. They were, they were the, you know, one of the core bands. Um, is that they've got a real kind of drudging doom sound. It's real lurching. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, like you say, with the psychedelic edge, it's still within that stone remit. But they hit a groove and then they stay low within it throughout. They, you know, they are there, and I love that about it. this song in particular. Just perfect, and I, I couldn't be more impressed. You know, for a band that I haven't. Well, not that I know, but for a band that I first got into well over 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, to, to sort of maintain a sound and stick with it and, it and still sound relevant is quite a skill, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, and they've, they've absolutely done it here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've not heard of the record label, actually, um, that they're putting this out on. So, uh, Totem Cat Records, apparently been going in France since about 2010. Um, again, looks like they've got some amazing releases on there, so... Um, one I'm going to have to dip into again. So, yeah, really, we're, we're just going to play the song JJ. Uh, it's off the new album Isolation, uh, which is out on, uh, like we say, Totem Cat Records. So, you can get this at totemcatrecords.bandcamp.com. Um, see what you think of this, Sons of Otis. Thank you. 
sometimes we pick music on here that uh, we're not quite sure of, and we, we kind of try and work it out between us. And I think this is one of them. So, um, found a band called Fairer, who'd um, released an album called Monad on Tartarus Records. Um, and we played a lot of Tartarus Records recently. So, a band called Meslantia that we played recently, like a really strange sort of black metalish band with a saxophone playing all over it. Um, and various other sort of interesting things that we've kind of picked out from them before. Um, Throwing Bricks, for example, um, I know we've played. And yeah, they're just, they, they have an ear for the strange, I think. Um, but yeah, this, this one is, is super odd. So a duo making like a very sort of strange, uncanny kind of sound. Um, I don't quite know how to put this in any sort of genre box. So I guess there's bits of doom, bits of drone, bits of noise, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's out. members of, um, I don't know if you remember the band Ortega, uh, they were post-metal band, um, members of that apparently and they've kind of now appearing in this and it, it took me a few goes to really not get my head around, um, I suppose to like actually, I, I kind of appreciated yeah, it early on, but now I, I, I think it started to hit home and there are, there, you know, there's a slight trepidation when you've got like a, you know, like a noise industrial thing, you know, might be uh, something conceived during lockdown and therefore you just wonder, you know, you'll hear releases, which is just pure noise. And, and I know there's a, there's a time and a place for pure noise anyway. And I'm not totally dismissing that, but you wonder with it. And this starts and it's got that kind of brooding, you know, noise, but it does have those doom elements to keep it kind of grounded. And then within that kind of static scarred, wasteland within it the guitars are actually surprisingly melancholic and but within that the no, it's right, I, I can't quite put even I'm, I'm you know explaining it in really daft terms which says that i can't really put my finger on it i suppose but it, i suppose it's more delicate than you'd imagine with the guitars yeah. it doesn't just go complete you know uh, or you know static out the screen and just sort of you know blitz you with noise type things it, it sort of tries to um weave a path within that kind of that overall sound and they do it well and, and actually once you start to pick that out from within it you realize they're kind of molding those two worlds together probably from the post-metal past a bit of that mixed in with this more experimental slight industrial you know tinged um overall noise yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head there i think it's it's absolutely it's very clever and it's very considered it's just very um, difficult to kind of get your head past it to begin with. I think that's that's the thing. It's, it's definitely mm. a grower and it's definitely got m multiple layers. It's, it's very sort of dense and um, deeply experimental, really, really experimental, which I wouldn't expect any less from this label, to be honest. But yeah, it's one of the m more kind of interesting releases i found recently. So I thought, you know, I'm going to play this one because I just want people to kind of maybe consider it and um, see what they think so yeah uh, i don't know if there's much we can add <laughs> other than letting people hear it so um the song's called feigns um and you can get this uh, there's only six tapes remaining of the hundred that they've pressed for tartarus so uh yeah again be quick um but you can get this at tartarusrecords.com
it's uh, it's sometimes the case that uh, we sort of sort of consider bands to play, uh, and then for some reason we might not. And you know, it's it's no offence to anyone, but you know, we get so many things to play, and we get, we hear so many wonderful things. So I was actually going to play. Um, a track off uh, this band's album from last year, Tell Me What You See Vanishing, and I'll tell you who you are. Uh, they're called Chain to the Bottom of the Ocean, but you've um, you've picked this uh, song off their new latest release, Pete, uh, and the album's called The Vestige. It's, um, it's, it's a dark, dark masterpiece, I'd say, isn't it? It is. It's, it is an amazing record. It, it's um, a compilation of every song they've released so far, so it's not new as such. But I think it's you know it's still worthy of playing in new release podcasts. It's, yeah. it's repackaged. It's got you know some amazing kind of uh, merch coming with it. There's a skate deck on there. There's amazing T-shirts. You know they've always had good artwork and and here's no different. Mm. And it's a it's a real reminder for why this band are really good and really well thought of. And you know I think they are. You can kind of see where the differences in the records are. You know, after the first six songs, I think there's a slight change in when it moves to the next and things like that. But that's fine. You know, this is it doesn't matter. And, and I, I was listening to it the other day, um, and I've, I've already he- you know heard everything they've done before. But sticking all the songs together, and I'm, I can't remember how many songs it is. Um, it's about twelve, yeah. Yeah. So sticking together, you realize how good their recorded output is so far. And I mean, you know, the, if you consider the bands. When they're at the darkest, which is particularly on the first half of this release, they're you know they're on they're up there with that real bleak doom of say like Body Void, or even yeah. someone like Thou or Vile Creature, you know it, that side of thing. They're up there with those bands, which is you know high accolade, particularly you know for me personally because that's my taste, you know. And you hear it and you think, yeah, maybe it's kind of maybe I don't know why, maybe they've just put lots of small releases. You haven't you know they haven't. Um, hit home that they, you know, they deserve to be thought of in that same bracket. But here we are, and that, you know, maybe that's proof of the worth of this compilation, if nothing else, you know, particular to me. Anyway, I'm waffling. This is, you know, <laughs> just so, you like it, Pete. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, it's top, top draw doom, and um, I, I just kind of had this on at work the other, while, while you know, working from home. I'd have my earphones, and it's just wonderful album, and yeah, um, yeah I mean. What do you think? I suppose. Was yeah, it... I've I've had it on several times as well, and it, right. it's very, um, very listenable. I'd say it's it's kind of um, quite addictive. I think I've had it on several times, um, mm. which kind of always always ticks a box for me. If I if I want to listen to an album again so quickly, then yeah, that's that's rare for me. So, um, like you say, that they just they just capture something very dark, and it's quite hypnotic music. Um, yeah, I just really like it. And uh, as a bonus for people who are into their pop, uh, they've got a Devo cover here and a Death Cab for Cutie cover here. So um, there's something for everyone, I guess. Uh, yeah. Within, yeah. Within limits, I guess. Um, so yeah, you can get this at chaintothebottomoftheocean.bandcamp.com. We're going to play a song called The Mutes Have Begun to Speak.
So something um, less kind of, um, I don't know, oppressive, less uh, cloying, less dramatic. Uh, straight to the point with this next band. They're called Gendo Ikari. And uh, myself and Pete have seen them uh, at Dreadfest a few years ago. Um, I think they were one of the opening bands, actually. I think they might have um, started the day off, but blew us away, didn't they? Yeah, and, and from memory as well. They were... Um... They were the band, and maybe it's just because we were one of the first on on the first day we were there, and and the rest of them blurred, you know, with all the uh, alcohol. But they were one of the most impressive. They really were, which is just saying something because that was an incredible weekend. It was, yeah, yeah, absolutely amazing. So, yeah, um, it's just kind of straight to the point grindcore um, stuff. Really, it's, it's quite um, pinpoint stuff. It's not very sloppy. It's it's very sort of uh, techy, but uh, with an organic kind of feel, which is always what I look for in like, those kind of bands. So. Yeah, really like this stuff. Um, yeah. It's... yeah, just I, from I, I kind of I I like the fact that they do have like an edge over you know the masses of grindcore bands playing you know one minute fifteen second songs, even though you know they, obviously they are grindcore they've got a lot of the, the you know the the tropes but there's something about it that's something like corrosive with the sound it's almost scratches away I, 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 you know which fights back against the. I was going to say like mindless propulsion of the rest of Grand, but I, I don't mean that as an insult. But just to give it makes them stand out. They they do yeah, have some, you know, like I say, we picked we picked them out from when we saw them uh, um, amongst you know probably thirty other bands. A lot of those being Grandcore, but the, I think that's because they do have something that 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 makes them stand out. Absolutely, yeah, and um, it's quite interesting. They've uh, they've got this tape coming out. Uh, it's a split tape, by the way. This. Um, uh, called Formless Utopia Eternal, uh, which is split with Blightworms and Retortion Terror. Um, and it's quite interesting, they're coming out on Grindcore Karaoke, which we've kind of talked about on this podcast before, quite an interesting, I don't know, it's not even like a label, I guess, it's, it's kind of like a just like, it's archive of amazing Grindcore, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, hundreds of, well, I mean, when I first became aware, they had hundreds of albums on Bandcamp from every Grindcore band on the planet, it seemed, you know, whether they were, you know, whether it's Agrophobic Nosebleed or, you know, a a thousand bands from Eastern Europe you'd never heard of, you know, or Japan or wherever, it was there, that seems to have been pulled back, I'm not quite sure of the setup now, I'm not sure if you're aware more now. Yeah, I think if you subscribe to their Bandcamp, if you pay a certain amount of month or something, you get access to that huge archive. Right. Uh, but it looks like they started putting out their own releases like this, like physical releases. So uh, I think this is one of three, maybe, that they've put out so far. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that, I think. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, you can get the uh, tape from gendoakari.bandcamp.com uh, or you can get uh, the digital version and uh, all the rest. Uh, from grindcorekaraoke.bandcamp.com. It says soon, uh, not quite sure when that's all coming out, but um, you can go and listen to some of the tracks now, uh, see what you think. So we're going to play uh, the song Coalesce, uh, and this is Gendo Ikari.
So we're going to play some old favourites next. Um, Filth Collins from Nottingham. Um, Kez, we've played all his bands before, uh, but this is one of my favourites. Um, just because they, when when they play live, they're just so entertaining to watch and so so brilliant. Um, it's kind of like this loose tightness. I can't really describe it. It's kind of like half sloppy, half incredibly tight, and I love it. Um, yeah, and they've come, just come out with this. Uh, it's just called Fourth Collins 2020. So it's simple as that, really. There's 16, well, 18 songs of grindcore, and it's over in about six minutes. So I, I, I don't yeah. know if there's much more to say than that, really. No, it came out um, last Friday, and I, I don't know whether I, I might have missed it, but it, it came out of the blue, at least for me anyway. Um, so this is when, here it is, and it was on Bandcamp on Friday morning. I was like, brilliant, you know, um, end of the week, uh, still working, you know, sat on my sofa working, I should say, but still. Um, and, you know, it's over in six, seven minutes. Uh, that's nine o'clock on a Friday morning, and I was like... <laughs> It was like a perfect adrenaline breakfast. Did they get any better than that? Did you, <laughs> yeah. did you peaked early? Yeah. And then I thought, right, this is going, you know, we're putting this on the next podcast. And I had to think, you know, out of these 18 songs, how do you pick one? And, you know, you know much critical thought went into it, considered <laughs> thoughts, uh, several plays through across half an hour uh, and deep analysis of what the tracks mean. Um, although, you know, I think this one probably... Uh, I think it just comes down to riffs, and this was my favourite one, um, which is pretty much my standard uh, reviewing technique anyway. So, yeah, uh, brilliant band, and you can just stick this on I, I, and enjoy it. You know, it, should grind be fun? Yeah, it should, and this is fun, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen recent um, kind of um, debates about, you know, gore lyrics and stuff like that, and... I think if you, if you can steer away from that in grind, then you've got my attention because it's just boring. Like it's just like no one cares um, how, how many like gruesome references you can come up with. Is it fun to listen to? Do you, do you laugh? I laughed like several times through this. Like there's a there's several brilliant samples. There's one from Spinal Tap, I think. There's um, just random ones just thrown in there, and it, it sounds like the late '90s. It sounds sounds like. Um, just people having fun with this music, and that's exactly what it should be. You know, obscene, extreme um, kind of territory. Just great stuff. So yeah, you can get this at filthxcollins.bandcamp.com, and we're going to play a song called Prehistoric Power Struggle. <laughs> So, um, this next uh, band, Scath the Daff uh, from Ireland, um, we've kind of, uh, we've got on Google Translate again, it's, it means Shadow of the Gods. Um, absolutely amazing uh, release and like really sort of um, one to kind of plunge yourself into really because it's not a, an easy kind of uh, journey to take. Uh, but I, I just thought it, it kind of really stood out at me and, and really kind of got my attention when I first heard it a few weeks ago. and. I've been meaning to play it for a while, but I thought I'd, I'd put it into this one because we've we've, um, we've played stuff that's quite similar recently. Um, but yeah, I, I just it, it kind of caught my attention. And it's it's got something otherworldly about it. I think that's how I'd like to describe it. What, what did you make of this one, Pete? Yeah, I I, I liked it. It has um, layers layers to it. 
which you know they describe as black metal describes as atmospheric black metal um and i you know i wonder where that goes sometimes you know a, a slight trepidation with that type of description but it was you know unfounded for me i really enjoyed it there was like you say this kind of mystical element to it there's um a heaviness to it which is maybe um like a thickness to it a thickness to the riffs which are maybe more death metal than black metal gives it more weight um while the fast-paced tempo kind of you know drives relentlessly it means it's got more threat as a result and also it's you know it's 10 minutes long and again you wonder if it's going to kind of meander a bit but it doesn't it uses that well it really kind of expands and contracts and when it comes back in towards the end it's it's done so like it, it's like it's terrifying and that's how it should be yeah I, I thought um they they've really kind of mastered their own sound if that makes yeah. sense i think um the fact that they base a lot of their stuff on you know irish folklore and the kind of desolation of Irish history and things like that is, I mean, that's obviously not a new thing within metal. Like a lot of bands do that. Um, I, I guess primordial are like the, the sort of plain crisps example we could give here. Like, um, I don't think they share much in, in terms of sound, but like the, um, the mining, the history for, for just the depression and the, um, the unjustified kind of, uh, feeling you get through a lot of, um, you know Irish uh, folklore and legend. Um, it's fascinating. I mean, the, obviously, there's loads and loads of Irish legend out there, and um, they're now to spin a good yarn in that country. And, and this this comes through here. I think these the songs here definitely have a hint of um, we're telling a story, and you know these four songs kind of do a really good job of that. So yeah, I just thought they they deserved a little bit of um, uh, putting on a pedestal here because uh, yeah, just really interesting little record. Um, so it's called The Dirge of Endless Morning. Uh, I'm going to play the song The Malinga's Tongue. <laughs>
opened with um, one of the most electrifying death metal songs I've heard in a while. So this band's called Undeath. Uh, where the hell did you find this one, Pete? They've we, we've reviewed them before, um, and I think they had a demo in a previous album. Uh, you know, came across, and I was kind of feeling my way into death metal at the time. And they, this just hit the mark. Sure, this band hit the mark then. Uh, so. You know, and they've got a lot of, uh, you know, they're now in Pathetic. This album's coming out in, I think, at some point this month. It might be the day release of this podcast. Um, and, you know, this, they, I think they played a live stream for Cult Nation during lockdown. You know, everyone's kind of recognising these are one of the real up-and-coming, you know, US death metal bands. You know, up there, and, and this, there is a real good... Is it a resurgence? Because has death metal ever gone away? But, you know, I suppose... Um, Seen now, you know, it's particularly in America. You know, when you're talking like Blood Incantation or Necro or um, Living Gate, who we played, we played yeah. a band called Noxus. There's uh, our Feather and Bone, who we just received their promo for an album out in a couple of weeks, which is amazing. Um, and Undeath are the kind of even within that group, it seems to be like the new kids on the block, and you know, just the most exciting of all that lot, even of all that wealth of music and amazing bands. I, and you can hear it in this song. You know, I, I couldn't wait to play them. Again, maybe for the hundredth, I wanted to put something on because I haven't heard the old album yet. Um, I just love this song so much. I thought, you know, it's another good one to put on as our landmark podcast. It's oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just particularly in this song, when it kind of hits a, you know, a, hits a groove through it. And then there's a bit right at the end when dual vocals come in. And it's kind of that screech and guttural thing, which was the, hallmark of sludge you know late 90s sludge iron monkey you know it, it's like a death metal iron monkey right there and just for about 20 seconds and i was just like oh that, that's you know what what a what a combination of sounds there you know like brilliant loved it yeah and why has it not been done before <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure it has you know some obscure band that uh, we've we've never heard of i've probably done it but um yeah absolutely brilliant i thought this just had so much energy to it and so much going on um, that was exciting and, and just like, yeah, just, I think death metal can clearly go into a, a bit of a, a funk now and again, but there's so many exciting bands around at the moment. Here's one of them. That's simple as that, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to play the title track off uh, their new album. Uh, it's called Lesions of a Different Kind. You can get this at undeath.bandcamp.com. Uh, I gather they're releasing via Prosthetic and Maggot Stomp as well. So if you want to get the cassette or the vinyl, then uh, do some digging around. Um, I'm sure this isn't the last we'll hear of them, so yeah, enjoy this, it's uh, Undeath. death. <laughs> 